Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. We are here to chase our dreams while in a magnetic, high vibrational state. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I am so excited to help you slay and thrive. Welcome back to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. This is officially the last episode of November, which means we only have one month of the year left after this. I hope this year has brought you the fulfillment and success and happiness that you came into 2021 hoping for. And if you're still working on certain things, or maybe you're a little disappointed about the pace of your progress or how things have been going, then I have a great episode for you today. We are going to be talking about three shortcuts worth taking. And I think shortcuts often have this negative connotation around them. Sometimes we might even judge a person for taking a shortcut. So, oh, they took the easy way, they took a shortcut. There's this like disdainful energy around it. I happen to think that it's more about the kind of shortcut a person takes than the fact that they took one in the first place. There are definitely unethical or harmful shortcuts. The first thing you always wanna think about is whether or not a shortcut aligns with your values. So if your values are integrity and honesty, and you take a shortcut to becoming a millionaire by robbing a bank, probably not the greatest shortcut ever because it went against your values. If you really prioritize holistic health and building sustainable habits into your life to change your body, but then you go and get liposuction or cool sculpting or do some wild fad diet, that's also out of alignment with your values. But we are not going to be talking about those types of shortcuts. We're going to be talking about three shortcuts that allow you to stay in alignment with your values and reach your goals with greater speed and greater ease. It's about working smarter, not necessarily harder. These are three of my favorite shortcuts. I have relied on them all this year, and I really believe they are one of the reasons that 2021 has been the most incredible year ever. These shortcuts can be applied to any goal you're going after, so there's going to be something for everyone here. As you listen to this episode, think about how you might be able to apply these shortcuts to your goals. Things that are really important to you, that you'd like to build some momentum in as we get ready to end this year. Figure out how you might be able to incorporate some of the things I talked about today. And think about which of these shortcuts would serve you the most right now. I looked up the definition for shortcuts in the dictionary before I started this. And one of the definitions they had was a method or means of doing something more directly and quickly than and often not so thoroughly as by ordinary procedure. They really make definitions convoluted sometimes, but we're going to dive 
into this episode with the shortcuts and we're gonna come back to this definition as we go through these shortcuts to make it sound not quite so like weird with the words. So we're doing something more directly and more quickly and often not so thoroughly as by ordinary procedure. So what are these three shortcuts? There's actually going to be four because I'm gonna add in one bonus and it's probably my favorite of the strategies, but I also have to respect and acknowledge that it's not for everyone. This first shortcut worth taking is simple and doable and I absolutely love it. This first shortcut is to hold an expectation that something will happen more easily or more quickly than you ever could have imagined. Amanda Francis talks about this in her book a lot as well. We often have these limiting beliefs that we have to work really hard for money or we have to work really hard for love or weight loss or whatever it is. We have these beliefs about how hard it needs to be to achieve something. But who actually says these beliefs are true? What if it's your expectation that things need to be hard or that certain things need to take a long time that's actually creating the reality that you don't want. For example, have you ever said, oh, losing weight is so hard. What if that is the very thing that makes it harder than it needs to be? What if you saw it differently? What if you realized, hey, there were actually those times in my life where I was consistent with certain habits and I had the law of momentum on my side, and then it was just one pound after the other melting off, and it got to be easy. That might not have been your experience every single time, but it was your experience for some amount of time. So what if you held that belief instead? Or what if you just started to entertain the idea that it was possible? It doesn't matter how many times it may have felt hard in the past. It can be different this time. That's like saying, I always hit this one red light on my way to work and it takes forever to change back to green. Even if that happens 99% of the time, there's probably that one time where it was green and you sailed right through. If you're using words like always and never, that's a big red flag that you are limiting yourself and your potential for progress as well as your potential for things to be easy, or easier at least, and to happen faster. I want you to think about this for a moment. Imagine if you've already achieved the thing. And imagine you achieved it with greater ease in less time than you ever thought possible. How good would that make you feel? How light and joyful and inspired would you be? This is going to require some open-mindedness as well. Oftentimes, we're pursuing something that's more specific because we think it's that specific thing we're truly after, when what we're really after is something more general. To give a personal example, I had reached a point where I deeply ached to leave my last job. I had loved the job and am still so grateful for it, and I also had this deep desire to move forward to something more. And not because the job was bad, it's an amazing job. I had simply outgrown it. And just like if you have a child who outgrows a pair of pants, you wouldn't be like, 
oh, damn, this pants, this, these pair of pants are just garbage. Why aren't they still fitting my child? <laughs> and you also wouldn't judge the child for outgrowing the pants. Like, why didn't you stay two feet your entire life? These pants were supposed to fit forever. No, we would never do that. Outgrowing things is a natural part of life, and it continues to be so even into adulthood. Anyways, I thought I had to do all these things and get all of the things set up to leave this job. And my boyfriend asked me if all went well, when I'd like to be done at this other job. I said November 1st without hesitation. I wanted to have more creative time and space to work on uh, my book because every November is National Novel Writing Month, which is one of my favorite parts of the entire year. So I said November 1st. My last day at that job was August 27th. That's over two months earlier than I expected because I chose to keep my mind open. I chose to see the signs and how everything was pushing me towards a more imminent exit. It got to happen faster than I expected and it also got to be easier than I expected. I didn't need to have all those other things in place. Honestly, I just needed to apply to a couple other jobs, go to a couple interviews, and that was it. So much ease, so much speed. I didn't even have to provide references or do a bunch of the other things I remembered having to do when I used to apply for jobs. Because I allowed myself to believe it was possible. What if one of your goals could happen with more ease and with more speed than you ever thought possible? To do this, you're going to want to drop all of the things that you think need to happen first in order for you to reach that goal. Let that entire to-do list goal go. Let go of the expectations of what you need to do and how long it's going to take. And just feel into the energy and excitement around the goal instead. And imagine it could happen sooner than you thought possible. And think about it being easier than you ever thought possible. In order for this to work, you want to release the hows. You can't micromanage the universe. The thing is, we don't know what we don't know. There could be some way for you to achieve your goals that is faster and simpler, and you don't know what that is because it's not part of your frame of reference yet. Our job isn't to figure out the precise how something is going to unfold. It's more about staying in the energy of it happening, entertaining the idea that it could happen faster and easier than you imagined, and then just taking that one aligned step after the other. So seeing those signs and those synchronicities and jumping on them when they happen and keeping that energy present in your life on an everyday basis. That's the first shortcut. It's simple and it can be applied to any goal you have and it just feels so good. On to our second shortcut. This shortcut is all about prioritizing your lead dominoes. And what do I mean when I say lead domino? This is going to be a habit or a strategy in your life that is incredibly beneficial and produces the greatest results for you. 
I think a big issue when people try to change their life or reach a goal is that they're trying to do all the things to get there. And they often do it with this frantic, desperate energy. And then they get overwhelmed and don't do anything for a while. Then they realize they're not getting where they want to go. And then they go all in again and try to do all the things. And the cycle repeats. I've been there. And this is not slaying or thriving. It doesn't feel good. And it's not effective for creating transformation. Think about that goal you have again. And then think about those times when you've been on track to hit the goal. Or when you were doing things that really moved the needle and created a lot of success for you. What if you made that one main thing, or maybe the one or two main things, your top priority above everything else? Sure, you'll probably take other actions, but this one thing, or maybe one or two things, gets the majority of your focus. If it's creating the most results, then it makes sense for you to give it the most attention out of everything. This is going to accelerate your results and prevent a lot of the overwhelm that can occur when people try to do too much at once. This is another thing that's been an incredible shortcut for me. As I mentioned in the nutrition episode a few weeks ago, focusing on eating mindfully has made the biggest difference out of all the eating strategies I've ever tried. And it keeps nutrition so much simpler, which is great in a world where there's all these conflicting pieces of advice. But even more than that, choosing to prioritize coaching myself through my emotions every single day has made a massive difference and it's truly accelerated my progress. It keeps me focused on what matters to me on a daily basis. It keeps me connected to myself. And it's also helped me realize that every emotion is feelable. There's nothing I actually need food for other than when I'm hungry and need to eat. And I feel better when I coach my emotions versus when I eat to make them go away. It's helped me change my thinking and it's given me more clarity and not just about my eating challenges. It's helped me in every area of my life. So it means it's been a shortcut because it means I don't have to focus on doing everything. It means I have this one habit that makes so many other things easier or unnecessary. The other great thing about this shortcut is you're going to get the power of compound interest. If you try doing things more intermittently or less consistently, you never get to see the, see them grow. But by doing the same, high priority habit or task for 100 or 300 or 600 days straight, that can absolutely change your life. The final shortcut worth taking is mentorship. And there are mentors everywhere. Coaches, courses, books, podcasts, people who have done what you're trying to do. People that can help you get where you want to go more quickly and more efficiently. Without a mentor, you're going to have to try more different things. You're going to have to figure things out all on your own. Instead, you can leverage other people's experiences. 
And there's something magical about being in the proximity to power. It not only allows you to see whatever you're trying to do is doable, but that it's possible and it can happen for you. 2021 has been such an epic year, probably the best year ever for a number of reasons. But I know one of those reasons is that I invested in two incredible coaching and training containers. The first has been the Inner Coach and the Inner Coach Mastery Programs. This has truly been life-changing. I actually had Patrick Dominguez, the founder of Inner Coach, on episode 12 of the podcast. You can listen to him talk for about 45 minutes and you'll be able to see why this was such a powerful addition to my life. And more recently, I started working with another mentor who was exactly what I needed at this time. She embodies so many of the things I want for my future and she's just incredible. A true example of the divine feminine. And she's just so secure in herself and her message in such a magnetic way. So it's been incredible working with her and connecting with the other women in the mastermind. Mentors don't have to cost thousands of dollars either. They definitely can, and I'm sure the sky's the limit there, but I always want to be sensitive to people with financial constraints because I feel that and I live that way for so much of my life. So there are podcasts that are free, books you can get from the library, lots of ways you can get mentorship for free. I imagine it won't be as effective as being able to get more closely into the energy of mentors, and it won't be as effective as getting personalized guidance from a mentor, but it's still a shortcut that anyone can take in some form or another. The other thing I love about this shortcut is I have historically been a bit of a lone wolf. I wanted to be this self-made woman who didn't need anyone else and got where she wanted to go without anyone's help. And I realize now that this was a lot of ego and fear coming through. Now I am going to be the first to admit that I have not had the growth I've had this year on my own. I haven't had the growth I've had throughout my life on my own, as much as I liked to once upon a time pretend that was the case. I've had everything from supportive parents to amazing employers to incredible friends who've all been there for me. And in the past year, I've had, like I said, these phenomenal mentors who changed my life. And in the Inner Coach program, I've also worked alongside with the people in that group who helped facilitate a lot of my transformation as well. And my best friends, my family have also been my rocks as well. And I will not even get started on my boyfriend. I would never give him all the credit, but there is something really special about having someone in my life who always tells me that he believes in me and trusts my judgment. Especially when in the past year I've made some bigger leaps and made some big changes that felt scary and sometimes I questioned myself, but he never did. It doesn't matter how big the dream is that I'm sharing with him, he will never tell me why it's irrational or why I shouldn't spend the money on my growth or whatever it is. He has always supported and believed in me. 
And it's been this incredible relationship that's allowed me to flourish and make these decisions I probably wouldn't have in the past. So this is your shortcut three. You don't have to be an island or a lone wolf. You have help and support all around you, both from mentors and from the support system you can draw from. And the bonus shortcut I wanted to touch on briefly because I am loving it and I have grown so much from it and I've seen the transformations in others as well. And that is healing. And a lot of people are going to be like, oh, healing, that's so woo-woo. That's not even a thing, whatever. So I wanted to leave it as a bonus strategy, but I have experienced transformation that has felt much more profound and deep starting to do some of these practices I'm learning and just starting to educate more in this different world. And I think it is a really powerful shortcut. And we were actually talking about this in the virtual retreat we had last weekend, I believe. And we actually learned something amazing called the inner freedom process. And I am very much looking forward to helping others with this and just bringing it out more into the world in the future. So we did this process and I won't share too many of the details, but it's really about honoring some of those parts of you that are younger and scared and are kind of getting in the way of your progress because maybe they're causing you to self-sabotage. But you connect that part to the strongest, most powerful part of yourself. And it just creates this inner harmony and this like deep healing. And it really helped me work through a few of the struggles I was having and it made a world of difference. And the thing is, when you do this inner work, so this internal healing work that affects you at this core level, it makes all the outer work so much easier to do. And we were talking in the retreat about how we were doing this practice together and just trying it out for the first time. And for many of the people in the container in the virtual retreat, they felt like they were able to cover the same amount of ground in that one process that took about 15, 30 minutes. They covered as much ground in that process as they might have covered in four or five or six coaching sessions. So it can be a powerful shortcut. The caveat here is if you are one of these very skeptical people who, you know, wants to figure out how all it exactly works and you're overthinking it instead of just letting the process work, it might not be an effective shortcut. And I really wanted to bring this up because our minds and our ability to believe or disbelieve something can also affect the impact that something has on us. One of the most powerful books I ever read on this was called You Are the Placebo by Joe Dispenza. And he has all of these different scientific studies about how if we believe something is going to work and help us, it will. But if we have a different opinion of doubt and not thinking it'll work, then it's not going to be effective. So for this shortcut to actually take effect and be really powerful for someone, they actually have to have some buy-in and some trust and some belief that it'll work and not be like completely up in their head wondering how it works. Sure, you might be curious, but if you're in this process, one of these processes where you're trying to get into your body and you're trying to affect change at more of this super conscious level, 
and you're just like, what exactly is the superconscious? How is this thing doing the thing? And, and you're spending all that time in your head trying to figure it out. It's probably not going to be as effective. And I've honestly seen this when I've done some practice sessions. So for this to work, let go of again that how, that trying to figure it all out and allow the placebo effect to take place if that's all it is, is your mind believing it's going to help you and then letting it help you. All right, so those were the four shortcuts worth taking. So those three first ones and then this bonus one. I hope you found this helpful. I hope you're able to incorporate some of these shortcuts as we move towards 2022. And I will see you in the next episode.